0: This is Jeffrey Kerr. I'm back here with another old interview I conducted back in 2015, and this was with Ryan Limpus, who at the time was the company manager for the National Tour of Wicked. I hope you all enjoy. Okay, so um, so tell us as your job as company manager,
1: what do you basically do? Yeah, so it's a kind of a three-prong job i in my opinion that's Uh, so the first is all of the logistics for the tour so getting the cast from one point to the other Mm -hmm. that's travel hotels rental cars buses whatever we need to get us from one place to the next and to get the cast acclimated uh into the city uh is my is my responsibility well well yeah i
0: mean the cast here has like two days to settle in
1: which is nice. I mean, they they do get the extra day off because our first show isn't until Wednesday night. So which is tomorrow. Exactly. So we try to um, we try to give them things to do and kind of get them the tools that they need to to have a good stay here in Durham uh, and. And I think they're probably going to enjoy it. Although many of them will probably go home to New York or wherever their home is for those extra days before they come out here. It's one of the perks of of having the first show on a Wednesday night. But there are 35 total in the cast. Wow. And so it's a big company. It's 70 total when you add in the crew, the management, the musicians. We travel with a group of 70 people. So that's one one of the things that I do. And the other... is more like the HR and accounting of the business. I'm running the show, Wicked, out here on the road. I'm kind of the person that's on the ground that's that's communicating with the office in New York, letting them know what's happening, and also the boring things like payroll and paying bills and yeah. executing contracts and all of those Boring managerial things, and then the third thing I get to do is work with the local markets. I mean, I'm here working with the presenters in in Durham, and being able to work with the box office and the presenter and the marketing team to make sure that it's going to be as successful a production here in Durham as we can make it. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. Well, well, yes. Durham uh, is definitely excited to have us.
0: Well, yes, and uh, tell us about um, tell us about some of your marketing plans for. The Durham line.
1: Well, I mean, we we started months ago getting ready to come in here, and that's why you know we are we're coming in very strong. It, it seemed like as soon as we were able to release seats for sale to the public, the public responded, and that's we're glad for that. Uh, we still have some seats left for the three week run here, but uh, it's it's. It's a show that we're so happy to be able to bring back to Durham. Well,
0: yeah, I, I remember seeing on the d Facebook page was the day the tickets went on
1: sale. Pictures of people buying their tickets. Yeah, they were they were waiting for that day. That's always nice. Well, oh yes. Now, um, now how long have you been with the tour? Just over a year. Oh, so how did you join? Uh, I have been in New York for several years, company managing there. And I did a tour. I was actually in Durham two years ago this week with Jacqueline Hyde. Oh, with, uh, Constantine, with and Constantine and Deborah, uh-huh. uh, which was a, a fun tour to be on. And then I went back to New York uh, with that show. And after it. Closed. They I flopped. It, it had a, a shorter run than we would have hoped in yes. New York. Uh, we... I started doing another show for the office that manages Wicked. And when this opportunity came up, I couldn't say no. Yes. a boy. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Now,
0: now... Now, of course, you've been to many cities all over the country, and obviously different theaters in different shapes and sizes. What would you say was the most difficult venue to
1: squeeze it into? Uh, you know the. You know, we won't go to a a venue unless we fit. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's part, that makes it nice. And we've been to every place more than once at this point, so we know exactly how we are going to fit in. Uh But there are times where we have to get creative. I mean, this, uh, the first national tour started in Toronto at the, which now is the Ed Mervish Theater, and we were just back there again this fall. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's always the same size stage. Like what you, what the audience sees, is always the exact same size, never bigger, never smaller. So, mm-hmm. uh, but what happens backstage? Because that's a much older theater. Uh, it's a little tight, which just means the cast has to do a little bit more running around. Their quick change areas were beneath the stage, uh, so as opposed to behind this uh, playing area. So, it just means they have to work a little harder, which only adds a little bit more excitement, that's part of the fun of the road I mean, Mm -hmm. you know you we talk about the size of the stage and maybe being, and having some um, constraints there, but really one of the things that we also have to worry about is the sound in the theater, because every theater has different acoustics, and every theater has different lighting areas, so that's um, that can also be a challenge, but that is why people like to travel is because they want a challenge every couple weeks as opposed to um, having it the same at week after week after week, which is like it is on Broadway. and that's why the you know casts like to travel or like I would prefer to be out on the road than on Broadway because I love being able to every few weeks, oh it's brand new, it's exciting we get to, and we get to go back to places so it's nice to be. Well, yeah. In fact, in fact, I was in New
0: York this past June, and I met, and I, I was taking the Broadway walking tours, and I met this guy Joe Spin, Well, this guy Joe, who's been on the road with Lamez, he, he talked about, he brought up how sometimes actors on the road tend to make more money than they do on Broadway.
1: that's not quite possible because we're on the same contract as a Broadway contract but the, because of per diem um, that can make a difference so if you're mm-hmm. smart with how you use your extra money for living expenses if you just choose to share hotel rooms or find your own housing and not have to pay the hotel rates and you budget well and you're not paying rent in New York and uh, and so you don't have those added expenses you're actually just able you're not making more but you're able to save more if that makes sense ah
0: ok Hmm. Okay. Um. Now, and now, um, now every night, have of uh, all the performances you've worked on with the show, what would you say was or some notable onstage mishaps?
1: <laughs> uh, we don't have too many. I mean, you know, we are—it's a live show, so you know, anything can happen. Uh, I will, we had an interesting situation one night where just uh, when Glinda arrives in her bubble, mm-hmm. uh, which is, has a lot of bubbles mm-hmm. uh, as part of it, uh, that if for some reason it just really was producing so many bubbles that where it landed on the stage created a nice slippery zone uh, for Bach's first entrance into the school uh, courtyard scene, oh. and he just took a nice, real nice spill. Uh, right down the stage, and it was a it was a moment that it was his first week as Bach as well. Wow! And so it was, uh, opening it. it was a good yeah. It was a good opening week for him for sure. Huh. And you know, there's times where anything can go wrong where people will just misalign, and that just allows everyone just it, it throws everyone off guard because it just doesn't happen that often. And mm-hmm. you know, a few giggles on stage. I think the audience has see that stuff
0: up. Well, well, yeah. That, yeah, no, the the bubble story kind of reminds me of when the show was out of town in San Francisco during <laughs> rehearsal that Kristen Chenoweth was up in the bubble high up in on stage for, like, f- she was deserted there for, like, 45 minutes or something.
1: That can happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, the, sometimes the plug gets unplugged and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, the bubble's not moving. What's going on? And mm-hmm. you have to check all the cables and the plugs and, <laughs> oh, yes. because you have to plug it in first. Well, yes, yeah, so and now have
0: while on the road have you ever encountered some uh, certain people in the audience like uh, some sort of
1: celebrity or something Uh, since I've been with the show not necessarily but I'm guessing they probably come with their families and I might not even know about it Yes, mm. so everyone's welcome to come see it. So yes. no need for me to know actually who's out in the audience as long as they're having a good time. Okay, uh, Ryan, And they tweet about it. Oh, oh okay, <laughs>
0: uh, Ryan, I'd like to thank you very much for sure. devoting your time and thank you for coming yep. in. No problem. Thank you all for listening. I hope you keep following me for more podcasts, and I'll see you all later.